Top Shelf Fantasy. How we doing, Shelfies? We got another podcast coming at you live, me and Scotty. As always, this is podcast number 273. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. As always, follow us on TopShelfFantasy.com. Check there for all of our articles. We just put out a trade deadline article. We'll have German food coming for the German games uh, coming at you later this week. And as always, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at TopShelfFNTSY. Scotty, what's going on, brother? It's great. Um, this is pretty much crunch time in fantasy. Some leagues have trade deadlines this week for week 10. Um, I know a lot of leagues are week 11 now. Uh, your dynasty is probably week 12, 13-ish. So these are the weeks where, you know, you look at your roster and, you know, if you don't think you're going to win at all, this is the time to make a move. Um, don't wait till like 10 p.m. on trade deadline, which I tend to do a lot. And you text the guy, come on, the guy's passed out. Yeah, you, done. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're texting striker. No, no, <laughs> he's in bed. He's got work the next day. So yeah, um, don't wait last minute. Send a few th- things out there. We'll have a trade deadline article next week. Buy low, sell high, guys. We'll probably list four buy lows, four sell highs. You know, look at those guys. Like it's probably too late to you know buy. Kyler, um, because he's playing this week, we'll get to that. But, um, I mean, we'll name a few guys just on this podcast alone, just to buy low if if your trade deadline is this week. But, um, like Dow said, our German article that Dow's has worked on is out this week. Um, I believe this is the last uh morning game, right? I think season? so. Yeah, I think this is it for the season for the nine o'clock starts or nine thirty starts, which is just Yay. absolutely like I'm I'm done with it. It's brutal. Um, I, I was bitching last week because I was doing an open house and I was watching the, the uh, Miami KC game like on my phone while mm-hmm. I was there. Every and then people would show up and I have to like go miss a bunch of like <laughs> yeah. sweet action. I'd be like, oh, oh, hey, I guess I'll sell your house now, do my job. But then <laughs> like praying for people to leave so I can take a look at the, my phone and see what the score is, but. Uh, yeah, nine thirty is just—it's tough, and it's, it's a full day of football. It's nice. I think it's nice once or twice a year. I think that should be the limit. Four times is a little bit much. I know the NFL wants to dominate your entire life. It's your been entire five. Week. This, but, yeah, this will be the fifth one. This is the fifth. Oh yeah, because there was three in a row in L- London. It was week five, six, seven, four, five, six, something like that. But yeah, it's a, it's yeah. the last one. Um, Patriots. Colts, not yeah, at least it's not, not a yeah stellar yeah, performance. So if yeah. you miss it, you miss it. If I live in Germany, I'm like the, the, the this is the game we got. Are you guys fucking serious, <laughs> right? But it would have been exciting if like Anthony Richardson week. had had been healthy. Yeah, the Patriots yeah. didn't suck. You know, a lot of things could have gone differently. Yeah, a lot of what else? But all right, let's uh, get into the podcast. Yeah, the injuries, the bad ones. Um, number one, Jamar Chase does not practice today. He suffered that back injury on was it Monday night football, Sunday night football, whatever it was. Um, he just came down funny. I don't know that if he has a real injury because he did finish the game. I would expect this to be more of a pain management thing, but the did not practice. So, um, I just keep monitoring it. If he misses more time, maybe you get a little bit more worried, but it's Jamar Chase. The Bengals need him out there. Uh, I, I assume that he will be on the field at full strength, you know, come Sunday. Yeah, it's guy doesn't need practice during the week just have him sit there and lay down for a week and yeah 
be, be fine. I hope the only so, concern with him is if he does the decoy thing, which we've seen stud receivers do so often, and he's out there just running routes, taking coverage away. And you saw what happened when you know he he first picked up the injury, and T. Higgins had a great game. So um, that would be the only thing I would remain concerned about. But you know, it's Jamar Chase. If he's if he's active, he's going to be in your lineup. Yep. Um, Justin Fields listed as doubtful again for Thursday night. Um, yeah, he went from day to day and then downgraded to doubtful today. So, not good. yeah. I mean, it, it it's not ideal that they play tomorrow night. So, um, Bagant will get a start again. Yeah, and Mango is exalting that I finally have my quarterbacks back with Kyler Murray and Justin Fields, and now he at least doesn't have one of them. So, and, and yeah, and who knows? But Kyler, I mean, we'll get to that. I think he does play, but. Yeah, I do too. Um, in the same game, DJ Chark and Brian Burns are both out for Thursday Night Football. Yeah, I don't think these guys are a huge fantasy appeal uh, other than Brian Burns in an IDP league, but it just is a kind of a bummer for the game overall. I mean, not a, you know, a marquee matchup to begin with, and then you take away players on both sides. It could be a very sloppy affair. All right. Uh, what's next? Dalen Jones. Torn ACL, we all saw the play, non-contact. I think he kind of rushed to get back to the game of, fo- of football, kind of cost him. Tyra Taylor could be up for the season as well. Uh, Dane DeVito's son. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. What's his Tommy. name? Tommy. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. That guy, I don't know where he's from for sure, but he's definitely from Long Island. Which is, oh, yeah. He talks about being Italian all the time. Yeah, so he'll get his... Look at a start week 10. Um, it's, it's insane. The people that are starting in the NFL right now. It, yeah. It's like, just you gotta, you gotta mind. imagine there are guys, I mean, we'll get, to, we'll get there, but there are quarterbacks out there. I think that are better than uh, Danny DeVito's son over here. So like the, he's so bad that Brian Dayball wouldn't give him a pass attempt when Daniel Jones first went down. So, uh, <laughs> or Tyra Taylor actually went down, but either way. And then, yeah, the, as far as Daniel Jones is concerned, it sucks. I mean, this late in the season in ACL, he could be, flirting with missing, you know, the beginning of training camp next year. So you see those injuries leak into, you know, future seasons. That always sucks. And then the non-contact, I think this was at MetLife again, right? So this just continues yep. to be uh, samples or, of the turf just eating ACLs, which sucks. And uh, I did make fun of him via text message because I didn't know it was an ACL right away. And I was like, sick job just going we'll down, but feel the pressure, you fucking loser. And then he got really hurt and I felt bad about it. So sorry. Sorry, Dimes. Uh, hopefully he comes back strong next year because the Giants need something at quarterback and they, they need something at wide receiver as well. So, uh, yeah, huge bummer. And then to cap off the the injuries, Cam Akers tears his Achilles. I think it's his other Achilles this time. Ooh. Um, so he's he's got two. He's obviously done for the season. Um, and again, an Achilles full year recovery unless you're Aaron Rodgers somehow. But uh I don't think that there's any examples of players that have even torn two Achilles, never mind come back off of two Achilles stairs. So if he does, he'll be the first to ever do it. And I guess he'll be the uh, the only person in the data set. So uh, we'll see if he can do it. He's still young, which is the, the one benefit, but I definitely have some concerns if, or I, I would have some concerns, especially if I'm the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Let's get in some good stuff. David Montgomery. Back in practice in full. Great sign. He'll play this week. You know, of course, barring any setbacks. But um, for Montiel, yeah, it's good should, for you. 
he should be due for a monster week because I traded for Jameer Gibbs. So Jameer Gibbs season is over. Um, Monty will come back probably and score like eight touchdowns, I'd say, conservatively. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been w- waiting for this for weeks now. Kyle Murray with no injury designation. Um, he's set to start on Sunday. Yeah, all signs point to him starting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he can do, whether it's with his legs, whether he's more pocket focused. Uh, it's definitely an upgrade, I think, at the quarterback position, no matter how you look at it. Joshua Dobbs played fantastic. I, I don't want to sound like I'm dogging him at all, but Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray. I don't think you put the two in the same class. So um, Marquise Brown probably gets a bump. Uh, Trey McBride had been playing well. He didn't last week, but he probably also gets a bump. Um, not, I mean, Michael Wilson, I guess, could maybe get back to his early season form. Uh, and I guess we can couple these two things together. James Conner uh, opens his 21-day return window. So when he eventually gets back, I mean, that offense is, is definitely returning some pieces that could make them an actual viable NFL offense. So uh, very interesting to see what happens going forward. This will be a, a game to watch. Yeah, and it sounds like Conner could play this week, and he's looked great even before he was able to get off IR. So. Um, great sign for them as a one win team, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, thing is, I don't know that they want to win, but if they can start building some good rapport and some good chemistry in that offense with Kyler Murray back under center and, you know, under the new coach and, and whatnot, it's only a good thing for the future. Yep. Justin Jefferson is likely not to play this week, but he's trending upwards. Um, but I think what you saw last week with Josh Dobbs and them winning that game. Um, they're not going to rush him out there, but, you know, they won. They're not going to, you know, have a shit team and lose and be like, oh, let's pull them out for next year. If they can win, make playoffs, he's back. So out this week, but um, good sign. Yeah, 100%. If they keep winning, he'll he'll be back soon. Uh, hopefully a full health. We don't want to see a, a re-aggravated hamstring. So I hope he takes the time he needs, doesn't rush back. And I think Josh Dobbs can keep that team winning with Addison and uh, – Addison Ham, uh, also not Ham, KJ Ham, uh, KJ Osborne. Yeah, is KJ Osborne good? I know we missed that injury, but he got <laughs> rocked. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see him listed on the injury reports, so I'm, I'm gonna assume he's good. Um, but yeah, he did get concussion, smoked. right? Yeah, but so like that goes back to Kyle's point, though. Like nobody has cleared concussion protocol in one week. So besides Brock Purdy. Property is a, a freak, freak of nature. He lost that game. He was terrible. Um, <laughs> Devin Ashan is on pace to return after the uh, week ten bye, so he'll play in week eleven. This is great. I mean, we loved what we saw with him earlier in the season. I know Mostert's still been killing it, so um, probably a split backfield when he gets back. But I mean, it worked out at the beginning of the year. There were two every one so who says that it can't be the same yeah and i mean important note that jeff wilson has not looked like a major part of the offense yet so if he can come back uh, uh before wilson makes an impact it should just go back to the ashan and, and Mostert show you know i mean i think with wilson and uh most we thought it might be thunder and lightning but with ashan and Mostert, it's just like lightning and even more lightning so mm-hmm. uh I, I think it's definitely more in line with what the the Dolphins want to do with all that motion, you know, having these sprinters out there definitely helps them. Not that Wilson's slow by any means, but Ashan is just a different level when you see him hit that top gear on the field. He's he flies, so they'll be they'll be happy to have him back. And 
making defenses account for him, Waddle, and uh, Tyreek's speed is just asking quite a lot. Yep. Uh, the Rams, Kyron Williams, expecting back week 12. So they have a bye week this week. Um, he can come off of IR till week 12 anyway. So, um, yeah, he's great on sign for his IR because, return. I mean, Daryl Henderson, Ro- Royce Freeman have been okay filling in, but not one person has looked like, oh, when Kyron's back, he might not have that role. It's his role yeah. 100%. Um, so if you hold on to him, um, it looks great for you. Uh, come playoffs. Yeah, he's a guy that will probably make our our article for uh, trade targets. I mean, for a team that maybe is desperate at running back, maybe they're still dealing with bye weeks. Maybe they need a win desperately and can't wait for uh, Kyron to, to make it back anymore. I think it's a good idea if you're a top team to try to vulture him. Um, definitely somebody that you could probably make a move for without paying super top dollar for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll get there in the article and, and in the future. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember he was RB, I think, four before he got hurt. Yeah, so I are guys are my favorite targets. Like, if, yeah. if I'm like, people team, are like, oh, it's Kyron, like, yeah. you know, mid, late RB2, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, they yeah, really I mean, forcing the ball. So, and no, yeah, else it's all that, anything. like, all that, uh, out of sight, out of mind, right? He yep. hasn't done anything for you for four weeks. You're like, yeah, that guy does suck. Why am I still holding him? Yeah. Like, oh, right. He's, He's been on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And if you can afford to stomach that, like, zero in your lineup, not in your lineup, but on your bench for a week or two, because you're already, you know, eight and one, by all means, that's mm-hmm. the move to make. One more guy that might be on that article is Cool Herbert. Uh, set to return this week, right? Or come off IR? Yeah, it said he's... IR. Yeah, they pulled him off IR. I don't know that he's going to play just because they have the, the Thursday game. But it looks like he's right. uh, like in line to... And his was a high ankle, so it's not like it was a hamstring where they're kind of cautious. It's like if yep. he feels good and has no pain, they'll put him right out there. Yep. Great to get that guy back. Yeah. yeah. A few more things in the news. Carson Wentz has made it back to the NFL field. He signs with the Rams. Um, I don't know what this means for Stafford. You know, signs point and Stafford will play in week 11. But with the signing, might, you know, he might be out longer. I don't know. Um, we always say the Rams kind of keep it hush-hush when it comes to injuries. So when they say well, uh, Stafford's back week 11, don't be shocked if he goes on IR tomorrow. You, you know, like that's just <laughs> McVay right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it definitely it kind of came as a surprise to me to hear that Carson Wentz was signing with the Rams because I thought that Matt Stafford was good. Uh, you know, all, all the all the news was that his thumb injury was less significant than we expected. He was recovering well. You know, he was maybe going to take a, a week off, then hit the bye, and then be back. And then all of a sudden, Wentz is back in town. So, um, I shouldn't say back in town. He's in town for the first time. But it, it definitely is concerning um whether it's just one more week that maybe matt stafford can get perfectly healthy great the terrifying part is the rams aren't that good so there's always the option that they just say we're going to shut them down uh we're going to punt it for next year carson wentz go and you know try to keep our guys like cooper cup and puka everybody involved and entertained and sell some tickets so um it's certainly a situation worth monitoring because i think even as much of a Wentz guy as I am, he's not Matt Stafford. He's not even a hurt Matt Stafford. He's not going to support all of these guys at a high level. Um, it it stinks. It also hurts our bet for Puka, which is you know not great for you. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be void if Stafford's out. It's not part of the deal. They all have to play. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If he misses half the season, half the season, the season. So, yep. 
Um, that would suck. That would suck. <laughs> Boring <Exactly>. bet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with where it is now. I think he had one great week, one bad week. So like we're right in the right. In the yeah, middle. it's like oh, probably <laughs> like, right there. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to check the numbers, but it's definitely gonna be close. Yeah. Um. In head scratching news, Martavis Bryant <laughs> got reinstated in the league since these went out since what 2018? Or was that it's been so long? Like uh, I completely forget. he he was in the XFL. Yeah, and I mean, in no surprise, who science miss the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, he's that, just that, such a that, Jerry yeah. Jones guy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I don't know how to talk about this guy. I'm not going out to pick him up or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's still at a minimum. He's still behind C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. And if you want to argue that he's going to take over for Michael Gallup, like maybe I'll listen to you. Yeah, as little as they cooks, but they're Brandon not doing Cooks, anything. <laughs> right? And, and even as as little as they've used Brandon Cooks, like Brandon Cooks is much better than Martavis Bryant is right now. You know, five plus years removed from the NFL. Mm. Um, he's a big body. Maybe he's a good red zone target. Maybe he can still do something. But the chances that he also gets suspended again for smoking weed are probably pretty high. So I'm not going to go dump a ton of fab on him. He's like definitely not a redraft target for me. Um, Dynasty, he's still 31. So it's not a dynasty target for me either. I don't know. Yeah. Then he'll go and score 40 points. And I'll be like, okay, 100 bucks on him. Called it. I knew it. You should You should have grabbed him. Yeah. I mean, what, am, what are you going to do? I'm just a fucking idiot. Will Levis, named starter over Tannehill. Who will remain the backup? Yeah, that should not be a surprise based on Will Levis and his play. I know his numbers weren't great against the Steelers this week, but the Steelers' defense has been pretty legit. Yeah. Um, and Will Levis still made a bunch of nice throws and should have had another touchdown if Tajay Spears didn't fall down inexplicably. So I'm kind of not surprised by this at all. I think we were saying, you know, what's going to happen when Tannehill comes back? It probably should be Levis. And then you and me talked about it pre podcast. Like, this is more of a. Malik Willis is bad (laughs) (laughs) comment as anything else. Like that means Will Levis needed one and one good game and one mediocre game to overtake Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Will, I mean, Malik, Malik Willis just couldn't do that at any point. And then beyond that, Ryan Tannehill has one touchdown on the season and he's still the backup. It's not even Malik Willis is the backup. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, I think as long as Will Levis doesn't do anything terrible over the next few games Tannehill's probably out in Tennessee um or or he's gonna have to reconcile himself as the backup for for the future and just keep collecting a paycheck so um yeah, I we'll don't see, see what happens. where Tannehill can go but yeah I'm gonna I'll leave here and start someplace else like I don't <laughs> yeah because uh, with all the QBs coming out next year it's like there's yeah. there's no like he's he went from starter to bench guy yep to starter to bench it's like that doesn't happen too much. Like that's that doesn't happen once. <laughs> like, right. So, yeah. If I was going to say anything, I would have said like Minnesota would have been a decent fit for him before Dobbs went there. Um, that would have been interesting. I, I would have definitely watched. I think he probably comps pretty well to Kirk Cousins style of quarterbacking, but now that they have Dobbs, why would they do anything? And then who else really needs a quarterback? I mean, you could talk maybe the jets, but I don't think he goes to the jets and makes that team much better than Zach Wilson, if better at all. And then I think the Jets are still expecting Aaron Rodgers back at some point. So they're not going to add another quarterback to that, to that hodgepodge. Yep. Um, Another quarterback taking the starter role, uh, Taylor Heineke. He'll remain the starter. 
Um, and they were re-evaluate after the buy. Yeah, it's interesting to say ahead of time that you're going to reevaluate. Um, I guess it's just being it, honest and transparent. Yeah, but if like, you suck, you'll go right back to Ritter. Like that's pretty yeah. much, which I think is fine. Like it's not like Heineke is like fantastic, but I think he gives him a better chance. Yeah, he put up a good um, game against Minnesota. I mean, statistically, not really, but the game itself was good. Mm-hmm. It was watchable. People were involved. He didn't have Drake London, so I think that's an important uh, note. Or, you know, to to definitely keep in mind. Like, let's give him a game with the top wide receiver on the team and see if he can do a little bit better. I mean, you saw what he did with Terry McLaurin in Washington, and he kept him relevant and viable. So, yeah. no reason to expect he couldn't do that with London. Exactly. And he has Arizona this week, so that could be <laughs> a great game for him to uh, to step up in. All right, Dodge, you want to take the notes? Yeah, we got a few bye teams or teams on bye this week. The Chiefs, the Rams, Dolphins, and the Eagles. Massive. That's a lot of <laughs> That's talent. a lot of people right there. That is a lot of talent. At least like 15 guys are always in your lineup. Yeah, I that's, mean. That, that's crazy. Like multiple positions on every team. So that that's definitely going to be hitting uh, fantasy teams hard. I know I play Craig this week, and he's going to be out, Pat Mahomes and A.J. Brown. So I should hopefully be able to get a win there. But. This is why you always plan for bye weeks, you know, make sure that you know who's on your team and what to expect. So you're not suffering through them. Um, like we already talked about, the fantasy football trade deadline is coming if it's not already here. Um, and then I wanted to touch on one quick note that I saw on a TikTok or on Twitter or wherever I saw it. And it was about Mark Andrews. And I, I mean, I, I know I know I've mentioned that he has diabetes a, a million times. It's pretty famously known that he has type one diabetes, but I didn't realize until I saw this, that he literally tests his blood sugar every single time he comes off the field, which is just like impressive. Uh, you know, I just wanted to call a little attention to that because that's something that 99% of the rest of the league doesn't have to go through. Or at least I'm not aware of anybody else going through it. And that's going to be such a fucking headache. And then still to be a top tight end. It's like shout out Mark Andrews. Fantastic. He's got the diabetes big time. Big diabetes guy. Uh, a few guys, uh, top talents in week nine quarterbacks, CJ Stroud, freaking unreal game, 470 passing yards, five touchdowns, 41.8 fantasy points. And uh, Dad Prescott makes this list through three weeks in a row, 28.4 points, 374 passing yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, Dak's starting to figure it out, huh? Thank God. And then CJ Stroud figured it out on my bench against you and gave me a 35% max (laughs) PF number. Um, what are you going to do? Top running backs of the week. Rashad White finally coming into his own uh, 20 rush attempts for 73 yards, two touchdowns. And then he added four catches for 46 yards as well. Josh Jacobs finally gets back up to the top after losing his head coach. 21.8 points, 26 attempts, 98 yards and two touchdowns. And then Ramondre Stevenson and Austin Eckler get some honorable mentions here. 20.9 points and 20 points for Eckler. Uh, you know, guys that you expect to see at the top of this list that really haven't been there all season long. Um, Rashad White's probably the one person that you would say doesn't quote unquote belong on this list, but this is what a lot of people hope to see out of him. And it's nice to see him finally doing it. Yep. Uh, the wide receivers, just like we predicted, uh, tank Dell, um, 26.6 points, six receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns and his teammate, Noah Brown, not even Nico or Maggie, but Noah Brown, 24.3, six receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown, of course, you know how CJ Stroud did. And he had to imagine, you know, at least one or two guys are going to be on this list. And 
holy crap, what a fun day for guys you probably didn't start. Yeah, and, and Nico even <laughs> had 54 yards and a touchdown to go along with these guys, but um, it's just... dummy. Only like 15 yeah. fantasy points? Get out of here. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. So definitely a crazy day for Houston. Um, great to see. Yeah, and, and just a few other guys. CeeDee Lamb, 22.6 points, and Amari Cooper, 22.4. And then rounding out the tight ends, another Houston guy, Dalton Schultz, managed to put up 22 points on, on uh, 10 receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Then you had Cole Komet with 20 and a half points, six receptions, 55 yards, two touchdowns. And then the incomparable Cade Auten with 20 <laughs> points of his own on six catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, you just don't expect to see lines like that out of Cade Auten all the time, but when he's no. in a shootout, I guess that's what you, what you get. It's also amazing we have three guys above 20 points this week this has been a great year for tight ends we had 15 tight ends and half PPR over 10 points this week and, and a few below that at like nine like if you had eight points you're probably tied in like 21 which is crazy because last year like eight last points year, is, you were is tight tight in two. six <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, like it's been a craig i mean it, it's great like we finally are seeing t- tight ends put up numbers but um i mean you can't really predict that it's dalton schultz come out on each week yeah. but um, it's just still a good thing to see. Yeah, I mean, at least Schultz and Komet, you could be like, I, I can see myself starting those guys. Like they yeah, have, the, they've they been getting the targets and stuff. Eight Auden, probably no, he, not. He's 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 on your bench. I mean, he's on right. your bench. He's, he's yeah, he's, he's on your waivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, bottom feeding pieces of crap. Geno Smith, the three point two points. Justin Herbert was seven point one. I didn't even put the stats in. I don't even want to. Read them. No, it's just, they're bad. And, and Gino got killed. That offense, I don't know what happened from last year. I mean, they played the Ravens, right? The Ravens have yeah. done a, fit, a fine job against quarterbacks in the passing game. But, I mean, 3.2 is inexcusable. Gino's definitely anymore. hit some regression to his, oh, yeah. his career. I mean, it, it makes last year look like a lot more of an outlier than I think a lot of people had mm-hmm. hoped. Um, yeah, he, he got paid. Yeah, that, that's kind of exactly <laughs> it. And the the bummer for this is that you start guys that Gino happens to be tied to, like DK Lockett, even JSN in, in some ways, and uh, it just hurts all three of them. Same with Justin Herbert, but you're not starting most of that offense. You're just starting Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen had a fine game. Yep. Uh, the bottom feeding running backs, also a Seattle running back, Ken Walker. He just completely disappeared. Nine attempts, 16 yards, one reception, one yard, and then... I'll just mention Zach Charbonnet didn't have a good game either. Uh, so it's not like he got replaced by him. It's just kind of they both sucked. And then Bijan, only 4.9 points on 11 attempts, 51 yards, and a fumble. Back to back. He's seen a weird, weird usage with Arthur Smith. I don't quite understand it. I mean, Tyler Algier is out touching him on a pretty regular basis. Makes no sense it. from what we saw from him to start the year. Yeah. And then even like Cordell Patterson is getting snaps. He's not really getting touches, but he's on the field a lot. Which is just, just yeah, you perplexing. just wasting chance that Bijan could have, yeah, especially like in the red just, zone. He's not being used in the. No one's being used in the red zone besides t- their tight end two or three. Yeah, and, and we thought that um, Algier, you know, we thought it was definitely an egregious trade in our league, but a kid just traded for Bijan Robinson, and all you had to give up was Chuba Hubbard and Drake London. And I mean, you look at a game like this. If if the Bijan Robinson owner is just sick of it and they're, they're trying to get a running back going the other direction. I don't want to say I get it because I wouldn't personally make that garbage-ass trade, but, like, <laughs> I get, get it. Eight I, points. 
eight point yeah. five points. Like, all right, yeah, you're, live you're with it. for four points and, and a wide receiver that you expect to see more out of. Like, I get it, two for one. I mean, I I am of the belief that Bijan is going to turn it around. But if you're not, I I can't argue that we're not. Neither one of us are fortune tellers. Yep. Uh, the wide receivers, a couple goose eggs here. Um, actually, all three of these guys are in both. Baldy's team, I think. Are they really? Um, <laughs> I was going to say after or Gabe at Davis. least two. Uh, <laughs> shout, no, out, two. shout out, Baldy. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas, I think, is on. I forget who teams he's on. Maybe George's. Um, Gabe Davis, two targets, zero points. Michael Thomas, one target, zero points. George Pickens, two receptions, minus one reception yard, or point nine points. And you can even add like Zay Flowers in there. I think he had a catch for twelve. Um, yeah. but it's bad weeks. Three guys are probably in your lineup. Yeah, I started picking. Started picking myself. Somehow managed to win the game, but uh, was not happy after Thursday night. I expected to see a big game after him. And then the the video you sent me of George Pickens pouting when Deontay Johnson catches his uh his touchdown. He caught it and and put his head down and walked right to this sideline. Yeah, you you taken every touchdown away from him for like a year. Yeah, but what like was like and uh, I don't know year and a half he scored. Deontay Johnson just seems like a good teammate, and George Pickens just doesn't. Like Deontay Johnson would go celebrate George Pickens' touchdown with him. I mean, he did it for yeah, <laughs> the full he year. Had to. Like he had to. Like <laughs> yep. he's used to it. But yeah, it's it's not a good look. And I went, oh, the film shows something, and people talk crap. Like yeah, we we all saw you were a little pouty bitch. You went right down on the bench <laughs> and put your head down. This guy has not scored in so long, and he was the only one right. doing anything. The offense, like he ran a good route, he was open. Right. Like if you did the same thing, like like what you're gonna go yell at your quarterback on the on the sideline too? Like hey, why don't you hit we, me? It's like I we threw just a touchdown. Scored. Yeah, threw an <laughs> like, open touchdown. It worked, and, like, and he didn't drop it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just so, a bad look all around. Yeah, um, um and we'll go. We'll talk with these guys more in our oh, next segment, of course. Yeah, for but sure we will. You can take the tight ends. Ooh. Oh, the great tight end pieces of shit, Travis Kelsey just couldn't get it going. Nobody really could. This is a, definitely a bad game by the Chiefs, but uh, 2.9 points. Two weeks in a row with him down here. Yeah, three catches, 14 yards. That's just not a Kelsey type of line. Uh, and then Trey McBride, 3.7 points, three catches, 22 yards. We expected to see more out of him going forward. Some people in the media were calling him a top 10 tight end the rest of the way, <laughs> but it didn't quite work me. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a 10 like 40 this mm-hmm. week. I mean, a guy that like, you know, Got Dalton Schultz on here, top yeah thing, top guy. Week before that, Dalton Schultz was down here. Trey's probably going to be up there next most, week. Dalton Schultz, most like, weeks though, three point seven points makes you like tight end twelve, anyways. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a weird couple weeks. Yeah, uh, well, it's because there's so many freaking young quarterbacks yep. now that they just feed their tight ends. Yep, and hopefully um, Kyler coming back will be uh, a good thing because Zach Ertz and Kyler looked like they had a great thing going last year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully McBride and Kyler in a similar role can get it going. Yeah, and and plus you know they've worked together for um all of last year too. So yeah, for sure. All right, hold them, fold them. Start with it. We just talked about him. George Pickens is our first one. Come on down. Yeah, for everything negative I have to say about George Pickens, I don't think I can drop him. Um. It's just he's such a hard fold for what he can do. And like who are you going to replace him with on, on your waiver wire is the real question, right? So probably going to be a hold for me. And as I say that, I very well might end up dropping him for a safety in my IDP league, which is a guy that's going to score five points a week. But yeah, it's um, like, but take take this for example, right? I have George Pickens, 
and then Gus Edwards, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, or Cole Komet. Who do I drop? Well, out of those guys, it's probably either Cole Komet or George Pickens. But I don't have a ton of faith in my uh, tight end, who's George Kittle, to stay healthy or play well. So I got to keep Cole Komet on my bench more than I'd like to. So, um, yeah, if you're in a situation like that, like I get it, but probably, probably there's somebody worse on your on your bench. If you have a bench like yeah. that, you're probably doing well in your league. I'm doing well in my league. I don't really have to worry about it. If I decide to take a zero at the safety position, I'd probably be all right. Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of shows with Deontay back what this team kind of l- looks like. Like even last week or week eight, eight fantasy points, one catch, 22 yards for a touchdown on the last play of the game. Like if he didn't right. do that, that's a zero. So take that as zero and point nine points the last two weeks. You take away the garbage time touchdown, no one's really playing defense on. Um, and it was a pretty crazy uh, touchdown too with the, when he hurtled the guy and then yeah. like lunged in. Right, like he, he like <laughs> it wasn't a, even like routine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was. It's concerning. You're not dropping him. Um, what he did with De- Deontay out, I, I think we've said all year. It's it comes down to pick it too. These both both these guys can coexist fantasy wise. I mean, they have to if they want to, you know, make playoffs this year. So, um, you're not dropping him, but he's definitely concern he could be on this list again next week he gives you another game like this i think you have to drop him but it's again yeah. you could give him one more week um even if he doesn't like score a touchdown he gets you see like even four receptions for even like 30 yards you're all right you know he's getting back on track like the targets go up yep it's fine and you can I, also make the case that pick will be another week healthier so they might throw the ball a little bit more they did seem run uh run heavy last week yep yeah, it did. All right, well, um, run, run and check down heavy, I should say. Yeah, uh, Zach Moss, oh. full, full. This is this is tough. He sits on R- as RB four on the season. Um, but you he might be this... the highest ranked running back that we've ever had on this list. <laughs> yeah, without injury or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, when JT came back, it was a split, split. Like fifty percent he played snaps. Uh, week eight. 39% last week, 21%. We did say weeks ago, you can start them until the wheels fall off and be happy with it. They're now falling off. It's he's RB4. Like, at the very worst, he's probably the best handcuff in football in fantasy. So he deserves to be on rosters. That's that's my whole thing. If you can't Hold them. You trade them to the JT owner. You trade them to someone for anything. He should be on the JT owner's roster for sure. Like that's yep. easy. Like no matter what you have to do, go trade him. I would even trade him for George Pickens right now just to bring a guy back to my team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like any piece I could bring in is probably better than whatever I'm going to grab on my waiver wire. That being said, Zach Moss's value is done for the rest of the year unless JT gets hurt again or – Misses time. I, I just don't think he has any value on his own um, with with JT healthy. I think he's scaled back up in the offense. JT wants every single touch he can get. And Zach Moss. And there's no is, more receiving work for him. Yeah. It's plummeted. It it's all JT yeah. now. So if you have another running back out there that somebody dropped, like if some psycho on your in your league dropped Khalil Herbert because they couldn't stomach the bye weeks and then everybody forgot about him as he stays at the bottom of the list, Go grab him right now. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think I agree with more with Scott. He's RB4. He's up there for a reason. He has value as a handcuff. I would hold him and trade him. I would not just outright cut him. If you try to shop him to the JT owner and he just won't bite, then go ahead. But I guarantee you then that owner is just going to go pick him up. So dangle it for any piece that you can get. Yep. All right. The uh, uh, Chicago Bears running backs. So uh, Roshan Johnson, Deonta Foreman. Travis Homer. Travis Homer. Sure. Kari Blasengame. Blasengame. You can't cut him. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would cut all of them. There, I'm I'm a fold on Foreman. I'm a fold on Johnson. Everybody else, I'm also a fold on. But Foreman and Johnson, the important ones. I just don't think they have much value, even when they've kind of been just the two of them. They they haven't looked great. I mean, they're we're talking four ish points, four to like six points on on average. So two if you, for yeah Roshan last week, two I mean, two carries. Take, like yeah, like, yeah, r- r- right. Like Roshan's behind Deontay Foreman now, anyways. Yep. But Foreman's not doing anything. Even if it's a split backfield with all three of them. Yeah. I don't want that. Disaster. You don't start it. But I mean, again, we've seen Jenna Foreman had, you know, a couple touchdown games like great, but it's Herbert's backfield when he gets back. And if it's not, it's a complete clusterfuck. So, yeah. All easy cuts. Daryl Henderson, Rams running back. Cut. I'm a cut uh, as well. Um, yeah, I think Kyron Williams is close enough to coming back and it's going to be his 100% backfield. It will not be Henderson. It will not be Freeman. Uh, just cut him now, save the roster spot, add somebody else while you can. And then Kyron Williams will be back and it's a wrap. Yep. They have a bye week here too. So um, yeah. easy cut. Brandon cooks. Uh, I like, I struggled to cut Brandon Cooks because of who he is. It's probably because of his name, but it's because of what he can do. Like, yes, they've really ramped up CD since coming out of the bye week. I get that. Jake Ferguson actually has looked great as well, and he's definitely taking some looks away from from uh, from Brandon Cooks. But I think I have to hold him. I mean, it's a wide receiver, too, in a really, really good offense. And if any team figures out how to take CD Lamb away, Brandon Cooks should be the benefit fisher of that you know if he gets double coverage that means brandon cooks is open so i'm gonna hold him and call me a fool i'm gonna hold him yeah it's it's hard and like i'm the, i'm the same way it's like if i hold on doing it because i'm stubborn when i yep. should be fooling i think that's what we're both doing here but um he did have another 40 yard uh pass yeah call yeah <laughs> of course so, he did he's just the king of them yeah, he's he's good at that, but um, I mean, he hasn't exceeded over fifty yards in any game this year. Um, so not getting touchdowns, which is a bit hard to get for him. He's not doing much. Realistically, you you probably should cut him. In my mind, there's yeah, I won't fight there. you on it. <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, right. It's hard because it's like oh, you you hold him, and he does like you're not starting him. So it's yeah. like, and bye weeks come like you, you're probably forced to start a guy like that. So, yeah, might as well pick up someone yeah, else. If like, you're through bye weeks, like if you're done with your bye weeks for your team, you probably don't need them. But I don't know. I just I struggle to do it. All right, we'll uh, keep that as we'll talk about it n- next week. <laughs> yeah, after another <laughs> zero point game, I mean, uh, he's almost got it. Another he's, PI. He's, yeah, he's good. He's good. Uh, Zay Flowers. This one is tough. Um, just based off the name, and you know, as the 
wide receiver one on the team. He hasn't had over 10 points in three weeks. Last week, yeah. 1.6, <laughs> one catch, one target. And it's not like, oh, he was targeted seven times, didn't, you know, didn't work out one target. I know they crushed Seattle, though. There was not really a need to force the ball, I guess, to receivers. Um, Still, still scary shit, though. Yeah, like I'm not in the business of cutting wide receiver ones on teams. But he's right in that category. Like, he just isn't getting it done. And if he's not scoring points in a blowout like that, I'm just – I'm reluctant to think that it's ever going to come. Um, but I think I, I would probably – if I, I'm not a Zay Flowers owner anywhere, so it's so, so hard for me to say, but I think I would hold him. I just don't think I'm going to drop him and go get somebody better. Like, if you're going to drop him, you're going to pick up a guy like Khalil Shakir. Like – yeah, maybe he's doing better right now, mm-hmm. but do I think he has long-term potential to continue doing that? Not really. Yeah, uh, he's he's a hold. Um, yeah, he's a hold for me. It's it's scary, but I think he's one of those guys you drop. Everyone's like, oh shit, he's available. All right, I'm gonna go uh, go go grab him. Yep. Okay, moving on. Arizona running backs. Drop all of them. James Conner is back and taking his job with him. And as even if he's not yeah. back, they're doing nothing. So yeah, Dean Ricardo, Ingram, and anybody else. Damian Williams is there. I don't know if he's still there. Like they're all they're all junk. So all right. James yep. Conner comes back and terminators them all into oblivion. Easy cut. Yep. Um Gabe Davis, our next one. He is He's a pain the in the worst. ass, man. Holy the shit. The worst to deal with. Um, like honestly, I would rather I just Brought this guy up a second. I'd rather have Khalil Shakir because I know he's going to consistently get me like seven to eight points. Gabe Davis will get you 20 and then zero. Um, that being said, he's impossible to cut off your team because when you need that plug in randomly during a bye week, you throw him in there and you just pray for the 20 point game. Now, if you're completely done buys, I get it. Also, the Bills have their buy in like week 13. So, like, he still has his bye week coming up, which makes him an easier cut for me but I still think I end up holding him no matter what, um, just knowing what he can do. And if I run into an injury or I run into something, I'm just going to throw the boom bus guy into my lineup and hope for the best. Yeah, he is a, um, he's a hold. And last one, Michael Thomas. Hold. He had one bad week. Um, he hasn't had a ton of huge games, but he's been fairly consistent the rest of the season. Derek Carr sucks and is definitely holding him back. Um, Chris Olave is clearly the alpha there. Rashid Shahid continues to get involved, but I expect MT, whether it's down the stretch or even just as soon as next week, um, to 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 start showing some value again. I mean, one horrible week last week. I'm not going to pull the the, the ripcord yet, but I will get there if he does it again. Yeah, he's he's a hole at least for one more week, uh, one target though. Wow. Yeah, that's just bad. But that speaks to like just a uh, flaw in the offense more than anything else to me. Like, there's no reason that you can't run him on a slant with Derek Carr throwing it to him five times a game. Like we saw him do it and set a record for catches in the NFL. So yeah, maybe get back to that. Like he had to punch his own teammate in the face or calling him slant boy for a reason. All right, that will do it for the hold and folds. Um Get to buy low, sell high. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Buy low, sell high. Uh, my buy low, 
I don't know that I really bought this guy low, but I bought him, which means that it can happen. Um, I'm on raw St. Brown. He's wide receiver 11 and half point PPR right now or half PPR right now. Um, I ended up in a two QB or a super flex league. I traded Will Levis, Deshaun Watson and Jerry Judy. And that's probably a high price, especially in two quarterback, but I also have CJ Stroud and Josh Allen. So those are expendable pieces for me. Um, I'll be in trouble week 13 when Josh Allen goes on his buy, but I'll figure that out. Um, to me, Amon Ra is just a guy who's been consistent. And he had a little bit of a down week for him. He had like 11 or 13 points or something like that in his last game. Then he was on by people kind of forgot about him. People kind of said, Oh, I need, maybe they're having bye week troubles right now. And he's not that top five wide receiver, right? He's probably a guy that somebody got a decent deal on. They probably don't have a ton of draft capital uh, invested in him. Hopefully that's the case. And you can get a deal done. If you can add a guy like that, I think he's, it's just an absolute game changer for your team. Um, I mean, my upgrade from Jerry Judy to him at the wide receiver position is an absolute no brainer. (laughs) And to spend two bench quarterbacks, even in two QB league, just the easiest trade I could ever made. And then flip side, the other kid had Daniel Jones and somebody else at quarterback. He was like, I need two quarterbacks. He cannot compete in this league without the two quarterbacks. So it worked out perfectly. Yep. It's weird when a trade works out for both guys. Who won the trade? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they kind of both did. No, no, no. Yeah, everybody was calling it a, 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 you know, I took advantage of the kid in uh in our in our group, and then I was like, look at his roster. Like I, I did exactly what he needed. That's that's what it is. Phil needs get something back. He's still yep. fine at wide receiver. Yep. If yep. it helps your team, it's it's a fun trade. Yep. Uh, my buy low is <clears throat> Isaiah Pacheco, and I guess you can say everyone in Kansas City, Mahomes, <clears throat> Kelsey, but. Um, back-to-back games with, you know, six points, five points, um, yards per carry is fine. Uh, you know, last couple of games, probably around like 4.6 yards per carry, which I'll take every day. Um, the whole team's been struggling to score. I mean, we saw it with Denver, we saw it with Miami last week. It did, I mean, it's, it's just... It's something that I don't think is going to happen. They have their bye this week. Perfect week for a bye. Get back into the game plan. You know, it's it's crunch time. You you got to find a way to win Super Bowl again. So I, I I think they they get right. They have the second easiest strength of the schedule for running backs um, from week 11 on. Um, so I think I'm looking at that more than anything. At this point, I'm looking at the strength of schedule, especially in playoffs. And Pacheco has a very easy one, including New England. Um, so that is that's a you know, I wouldn't say cake matchup, but it's 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 getting up there. Um, so yeah, just the strength of schedule. Um, there's no one threatening him for any role. Uh, Ch M- McKinnon, no way. Um, so I'm getting the uh, elite. The lead back in a high-powered offense, usually. I know they haven't been there in a few weeks, but it will change. I think you can get him for a lot cheaper now. Before, he was like, oh, top five RB. Um, now he's every 12, dipping down after the bye week. He'll even be lower than that. So, so take advantage of the bye week in the last two weeks. Get him for cheap now. Yeah, I think, like you said, the whole KC offense, but this is a guy that you can actually buy cheap. Like, 
he Kelsey has a couple of bad weeks. Yeah. yeah, he has a couple of bad weeks, and people go, "Okay, well, this is the Pacheco that I expected to see." I guess I just got more out of him this season than I than I thought I would trade him. Now, mm-hmm. like like you said, Kelsey Mahomes, people are going to go, "Well, they'll bounce back." It's Kelsey Mahomes; they'll bounce, and they probably will. They're probably right, but I think Pacheco bounces back too. Yep, could not agree more. All right, my sell high, Raheem Mostert. I'm pretty sure I had, had the same one like last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. RB2 in the year. I know a lot of Lucy playing. People get it. Devin O'Shawn's back week 11. You know, this lead role is not going to, you know, stay the same. But, I mean, they, they did it together, you know, earlier in the season. Um, so I think if you can sell that to someone, it'd be great. But we've seen Raheem Mostert in the past. We're shocked he's played this many games in a row. Nine games in a row must be a record of the half for Mostert. This is a guy that <laughs> I believe will break down. And if he does not break down, they're going to want to save him for the playoffs. They might play Jeff Wilson even more, Deshaun even more, kind of limit Mostert. Because, you know, you want that guy for the playoffs this guy's been there plenty of times and in clutch games with san fran he knows it so um in my mind there's no point for the team to really push him too much when they have so much death behind them um behind him so i think if you can sell him you know he's he's every two now you you can sell him as a back and every one uh for someone i think that would be fantastic um i don't think you can get Saint brown for him straight up anymore but a package that kind of gets you that, I, th- I think, is is fantastic. Yeah, if you could have done Mostert and Judy for yeah. Amon Ra, I'd be happy with that. Might be even a little bit of an overspend to get Amon Ra at that point, but something like that, you know, in that in that hemisphere or stratosphere. Um, all right, my sell high is CJ Stroud. Came off a monster game. He's looked solid all year, but really put this monster one together. And it's probably tough to sell quarterbacks in – uh, single quarterback formats and redraft. If you're in a super flex, super easy to sell CJ Stroud, um, especially if you have another backup. Like if you were my team and you had uh, Josh Allen, CJ Stroud, and Deshaun Watson, I would sell Stroud at a premium right now and then just start Watson the rest of the season. And I expect Watson and Stroud to be pretty comparable from here on out. Um, flip side, if you're in a single quarterback format and you have Stroud and he was like a backup sitting on your bench, go find the guy that was starting, you know, the, the, I don't know, let's say like Geno Smith's of the world or the guy who started Daniel Jones and thinking he was going to skate by like that. Go find the guy who had Kirk Cousins and had to pick up, you know, Jaron Hall last week. So (laughs) there are people out there, even in single quarterbacks, that would kill to have CJ Stroud dropping what they think is going to be, you know, 25 points a game the rest of the season. I don't quite think he's going to maintain that. I think he'll be fine. I think you'll see him drop anywhere from 15 to 18 consistently with peaks at like 22, 25. 41's probably an outlier, but the people that believe in him will pay you as if he's going to score 41 points a week. So if you can sell him, now is the time. Max value, especially if you're through bye weeks and you have a guy that you expect to play the rest of the season at quarterback, you don't need to hold on to a guy like Stroud just in case. Yeah, and you're completely right. I actually almost did Stroud as, as my sell high too, so I'm glad we're on the same page here. Um, yeah, you probably picked him up. And you already have a starting quarterback. Instead of having the headache, who do I start each week? You you probably make the wrong decision. You know, trade him. 
trade him or yeah right like each week it's like just do it just just trade one of them not not in dynasty of course Dows. yeah um but yeah that's a great so high all right to end the podcast stop playing with my emotions um Dows, i didn't even see you put this down so (laughs) i put (laughs) put it in I put it in because uh, we talked about Baldy briefly, and Baldy's just been absolutely livid about the median scoring going on in your Antoine Walker league. Um, I'll talk about it more from my best ball perspective, and I don't really have an issue with it, uh, to be quite honest. I mean, I don't love it just because I'm not used to it. It's something new, and I don't like change for fantasy football. I like head-to-head matchups. I like winning and kind of taking the luck of the draw as you go. Median scoring kind of erases that and makes it more, I think what people say, balanced is the argument. You know, if you score more points, you get an, an additional win if you're top half of the league versus if you're bottom half of the league, you can grab an additional loss if you've happened to lose. And you can also go one and one. Um, it's great if you are like my best ball team when I didn't have a single win through like eight weeks. And then I'm able to get two wins a week if I if I perform well and my team is now, you know, not completely erased from competition. I love it in that way. But as far as playing with my emotions, I don't like thinking I'm winning a matchup all week. And then just to go finally look at the full league scoreboard and get absolutely eviscerated and be like, oh, so my 89 points that I scored and beat this guy with 55 is still going to net me one loss because the rest of the league scored 150. And I just uh, like I'm a ship on that happened to get lucky this week. Definitely plays with my emotions. Definitely takes away my happiness from fantasy football and takes away some of my my thrill of a, of a head to head win. But, you know, from a, a, a rational standpoint. Yeah, like I was bottom half of the league. How mad can I be? And then yeah. hey, I just want to give Baldy a quick shout out. I think Baldy still listens to all of, all of our <laughs> TSF podcast. So hopefully he hears this and we'll get an angry text message from him. Yeah, we'll give you a beer mug, beer glass. Yeah. Get you a glass. All right. My um quit playing with my emotions. Outside gatherings in November. So we have our <laughs> annual dynasty get together where we go over any league rule changes, anything you, you want to talk about. We do it each year. It's a little su- Sunday fun day. We always pick, you know, mid to late in November for some odd reason. And we're outside at our buddy's deck and we're, we're, we're wearing winter coats, hand warmers. The wind is, is you know, negative 20. Uh, real feel. It's it's fun to get everyone together, but you can't drink that much to stay warm. It's dangerous. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You can't even drink because you got like mittens on and you can't yeah, hold a pan. I can't crack this beer if I take my hands out. My hands will be frozen <laughs> for five minutes. Um, no, no, there's just kind of a shit thing to, to our buddy, but it's a lot of fun. Again, one thing in your fantasy leagues, you can do something like this one time during the season, all get together. You know, it's like, oh, you draft and then you're done. Buy it. See it next year. Do this. Just do it one day. Maybe go over rules. If not, it's just a Sunday with football on. It's great. And and we typically have it coincide with our trade deadline. So there's a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah. Um, in, you know, at the at Dickie's house itself. Also, a great solution for this is just to have a friend in your league who will let you go inside of his house. But yeah. that's you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's I suggested that, and I got laughed out of the group chat. So dummy. <laughs> Thread. Put in threads. Yeah, threads. We're flying. We're flying threads, bro. Yep. All right, well, thanks for tuning in. Again, trade deadline article will be up soon. Uh, German recipe article will be up this week. Uh, enjoy Thursday Night Football. Enjoy the Germany game, the last um, morning game of the year. 
So for me and Dows and everyone at TSF, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay